Father, we thank you that you hear and answer our prayer. And Lord, we trust that, that Lord, everything that's lifted up tonight, that God, it is all gonna fall out to our good and your glory. And, and so God, we're, we're asking that, that you would lead and guide and direct, that Lord, uh, you, would, you would change trajectories and you would stop efforts and Lord, that you would, you would guide others and, and, and empower them. And, and Lord, that, 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 that all of our effort, uh, Lord, all of the work, all of the, all of the things that we're doing in obedience to your commands, uh, that Lord, we would get traction, that there would be power, uh, that God, you would open doors, that you would embolden us, that you would anoint our preaching, our teaching, uh, our time in sharing the gospel. Uh, Lord, we wanna be fruitful, we wanna be profitable for you, and so Lord, we just confess that we need you. Uh, we're like little children, and all, all we can do in our own power and wisdom is, is make mistakes and really mess up and, and do a lot of damage, but at the same time, uh, we're your children, and you can work in and through us to great effect, and, and we've seen you do it, and, and, and we'll trust you to keep doing it. Uh, Lord, um, I do, I do ask that you would give us um, insight in your word tonight. I pray that we'd all be encouraged uh, to move forward in faith, uh, married or single, that we would recognize our life are, are to be it's to be single in service to you. And, and so Lord, I pray that you would, uh, you would encourage us in your word. And where we need it, God, would you please rebuke us and redirect us for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Um, one thing, okay, so we didn't get this on the list, but, but you might just keep a mental note and, and just keep this a matter of prayer. Every, twice a month, we have youth hangout. We've got a big group out of this uh, prayer meeting this Tuesday because they're doing the youth hangout, the student hangout. And so uh, keep that in your prayers. And if you've got access to young people, uh, junior high, high school age, uh, be bold to invite them out to the prayer meeting uh, for a youth hangout, okay? Let's trust the Lord that these are profitable times. And then I forgot to mention that First Bible Baptist in Blue Springs has a, a softball league, a men's softball league that will start next Sunday. Oh, in two Sundays. Okay, it'll start in two Sundays. It's six weeks, it'll go through the end of June. And so if there's some guys that want to get, they've invited MBT to be a part of their softball league, so if we have enough guys that love rec, you know, recreational softball and we can invite the lost to be a part of that, uh, MBT could put together a team and, and I don't know if we would go out there and kick booty or, or, or learn what, what that means, but uh, <laughs> that'd be my guess. But uh, we'll see. Are, is there anybody that's interested in that? You wanna play softball and, and uh, let me just raise your hand real big. You'd like, you'd like to do a men's rec, rec league, huh? Okay, Ra raise your hand real big. Okay, so everybody know who, Mitch, can you stand up real big and so everybody can see you? Okay, so it looks like we might have enough to get a, to get a start. So Mitch's office will be in the southwest corner of the building right after service. If you wanna start men's softball, you're gonna meet with Mitch in his office right over there. All right. Turn it. What's going on, Eric? Eric's got a secondary service going over here. Do you, you have something you want to share with the class? No? It's okay. All right. Okay. Anytime, bro. I mean, you know, I trust you. If you've got something for us, let's do it. Okay. 
Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I said I wanted to just spend a little bit of time on this uh, on Sunday, so I invited you out to, to, to hear. Um, you know, our marrieds, we, we talked about, you know, young adults. It's a really sweet spot in ministry, that age and stage. And, and Paul talks about why in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. But, but, but the marrieds, we're, we're, we need to trust the Lord to be fruitful in ministry. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 uh, is the definitive passage on marriage, divorce, and remarriage uh, for the New Testament church. And so, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, um, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it's better to marry than to burn. I don't know that I need to explain that, but, you know, some of you are, you know, some of you singles are desperately praying for a mate and that's biblically permissible, right? To avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Verse three is a blessed verse in our Bible. Uh, render the due benevolent. Get married, uh, get married and make up for lost time. That's, that's God's plan for the single man. Uh, huh? Preach? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, let me just say this real quick to the singles. I'm gonna run out of time real quick if I get to just riffing, okay? <laughs> but let me just say this to the singles. You make a list. Everybody does this. What am, and people will coach you to do this. What do you, you know, just write down what you're trusting the Lord for in a spouse. And pretty soon that list can get longer than the word of God. <laughs> and the person that you're trusting the Lord for actually isn't part of our species. <laughs> they don't actually live on this planet. Okay, and certainly if you could, you know, you got a list of things that you're trusting the Lord for aren't longer than your arm, okay? Um, if that person exists, they're not gonna marry you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but that's kinda, I'm sorry. And if they did, by the time you got done with them, they wouldn't be that list anymore. <laughs> Um, and even if they were, okay, eventually time and, and use, I mean, life just works people and wears people hard. And so what you married, you know, all the physical things that you found just so wonderful, they, the, the rule of thumb is everything, gravity, gravity wins, everything drops a quarter inch per decade. And so you just gotta know that. Okay, so, but, so this, I say all that to say this. The Bible tells you prove all things, hold, fat, hold fast that, which is good. It, it takes you a little bit of time to find out what's good. Uh, you find, okay, so I don't, don't let anybody tell you there's only one, no. Okay, marriage is a bullseye, okay? And, um, and you can get a lot of darts on that center, I mean, a lot of darts can fit on the bullseye. So what are you looking for? You're just looking for someone that there ought to be physical attraction. If you can't find physical attraction, something's off. There ought to be some physical attraction because that's kind of, that's a lot of the glue in the early stages of your marital relationship. But uh, this, you're, you're looking for someone that you can actually be friends with when you're 80. When you're like a, when you're a walking bag of wrinkly dust, okay? <laughs> like, is this someone that you'll enjoy holding hands with and laughing and telling jokes and just having a good time with when you're 80? Because uh, that's what you'll be reduced to, okay? Uh, everyone turns into the crypt keeper eventually. 
So you're looking for that good personality. Believe it or not, that's really big, okay? That's really way up there on the, is this someone I can be, this, I can be friends with? So there's some physical attraction. There's that friendship component. Man, do they love the Lord? Do they love the Lord Jesus Christ? Are they endeavoring? Man, woman, hitch your wagon to that cat and start cranking out some babies and just build a home, man. I mean, it's just, it's not that difficult, okay? Just pick one out, you are in a blessed place. Just pick one of these singles out and, and just go, go get married. Because it's better to marry than to burn, okay? That's what the Bible says. Okay, so, now what happens though is sometimes people, they, 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 they get going too quick and they end up so, or, or maybe it's two unbelievers and somebody comes to Christ. But anyway, these situations will happen from time to time where the, where, where, and the Bible addresses it here in 1 Corinthians chapter seven where the married is, is now with someone, right? The believing married is with an unbeliever, okay? And, and so in 1 Corinthians seven, uh, the, the rule of thumb, the biblical position is it's better to stay married to the unbelieving if they're willing. But let's pick it up in verse 15. And I want you to notice this. What do unbelievers do? Look at verse 15. First person that gets the answer, shout it out. What, what do unbelievers do? They depart. So believer, believers don't depart. It's the unbeliever that departs. So just pay attention to that. Uh, Moses allowed divorce for hardness of heart. So it's hard-hearted people that divorce. It's unbelieving people that depart, that divorce. And so, so, so God's plan for them. Now, again, nobody has to, biblically, nobody should be putting up with a neglect or abuse. There are grounds, biblical grounds for divorce. There are no biblical mandates for divorce, but there are biblical grounds. Verse 15 says, but if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. They can leave and now you're free to move forward in faith. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God hath called us to peace. Now, let's go to, let's, here's where I want us to zero in, and we'll just read through this and make a few comments as we go, and, and then we're gonna pray and we're gonna trust the Lord uh, to have our focus right uh, for every member of our local church. Uh, I want us to look at verses 17 through, through 35 because we exist for the mission. And in particular, I wanna encourage us, how can the married couples and again, there's application here for the singles, but how can the marriage roll profitably? How can we live profitably for Christ's kingdom? So again, just still some background to what the, just the couple verses that we wanna zero in on, but verse 17, watch this now. But as God hath distributed to every man, as the Lord hath called every one, so let him walk. Man, isn't that freeing? How God sets you up, that's how you're supposed to roll. Don't try to be anything or do anything different, okay? Stay in your wheelhouse. There's a lot of freedom there, isn't there? As God has distributed to every man, as the Lord hath called everyone, so let him walk. And so ordain I in all churches. And so here he, he gives example what this looks like. Is any man called being circumcised? Did you come out of Judaism? Let him not become uncircumcised. Okay, you don't have to walk away from, from your faith or your culture. Christ fulfills your faith, okay? Christ is the ultimate manifestation of biblical culture. But here it is, you don't, have to, you don't have to change who you are, let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called an uncircumcision? Where you say, are you a saved heathen? 
Were you saved out of the Gentile world? Let him not be circumcised. You don't have to you know, go to the guillotine to be right with Jesus. Why, verse 19, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. What's something in verse 19? What's everything in verse 19? Well, it's not. It's not, it's not the technical specifications of the male member. That's, we just found out, is nothing. What's everything but keeping of the commandments of God? And so here's what this looks like. Verse 20, let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. So how God found you, that's how you roll. The station, the place that God finds you in life, guess what, he wants to use you there. So here's, again, he's just illustrating this for us. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Art thou called being a servant? Are you a bond slave? Are you working for the man? Are you a nine to five? I mean, is that how God found you? Don't quit your job, don't run away from your position, right? Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. The fact that you're a servant doesn't matter. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. Okay, if there's a way out, if you can be independently wealthy, well then use that. Well use it how? Okay, let's keep going. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant, you know what, man, in Jesus you're free. Man, how awesome is that? It doesn't matter that I'm a servant. It doesn't matter that I gotta work a nine to five. It doesn't matter in, in this culture I could sell myself into slavery to make sure that my family doesn't starve. Uh, in Jesus, I'm free. And the fact that I gotta show up for this job, that's nothing, man. That's nothing, God can use me. Okay, so likewise also, he that is called being free, uh, you're not really free. Well, I own my own business, I can do what I want. Eh, no you can't, no you can't. You are not your own, you're bought with a price, wherefore glorify God in your body and your spirit because you're not yours, you're his. Right, you belong to the Lord. No, you think you're independently wealthy, you think you're a free, you're, you're, you're a free spirit, you're a free, uh, you're a free agent because you own your own, no, you're a Christ servant. So here's the key, here's, here's God's position on how the position that he finds us in life, okay? The only thing that matters is how you use the life that you have in God's mission, how you use it in and for Christ's kingdom. Why, verse 23, for you are bought with a price, be not ye the servants of men. Brethren, let every man wherein he is called abide, therein abide with God. Okay, so yeah, I've, I've got a job or, or, or I've sold myself as a bond servant, right? I'm, I've, I've sold myself into slavery. Uh, in Paul's day. I don't care for that because in that position, I'm free in Christ. In that position, I, I, I'm not serving my boss. I'm not serving my master. To, to, uh, he's not my ultimate goal in just pleasing him. No, no, whatsoever I'm doing, I'm doing it heartily as unto the Lord Jesus Christ because really, I'm his slave. Really, I'm work, whatever I'm doing, I'm working for Jesus. So I, what, however God found me, verse 24, that's how he needs to use me. Let every man wherein he's called by, uh, therein abide with God. So how God found you, uh, business owner or employee, well that's how he's gonna use you, so be at peace. So many of God's people will say, you know, once I arrive at this station or once I have this thing in my life, once I can arrive to this next level, then, Everything will be in place and I can then get really serious about serving the Lord with my life. 
So I can't be all out for Jesus right now because I've got these obstacles in my way. Don't you know that my boss is the Antichrist? It puts a lot of stress on me at work. I actually work for the Midtown Baptist Temple. I'm not disparaging you, but you know, (laughs) some of you. Okay, but anyway, if you realize how much pressure I'm facing at work, I mean, it's just a lot going on and I, you know, mom didn't raise no fool. I gotta make hay while the sun's shining. I got opportunities right now and so I gotta, I gotta really focus on getting ahead in my career and, and once I can get to this level of income, well then I can be then freed up to put my focus on the things of God. Once I get blank, whatever goes in that blank, then God can use, me. Uh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. No, he won't use you once that happens because you are what you are now. That's why you're doing what you're doing now. And just because you have one other thing in your life or one other circumstance change in your life, right? The circumstances in your life may change. You'll still be who you are, so you'll keep doing what you're doing. That's how it works. Note in verse 22, right? If you're called in the Lord and you're a servant, you're the Lord's freeman, you're free, same thing, you're free. Not, not really, you're Christ's servant. So in verse 22, again, no matter how God found you in terms of your station in life, you are who you are. The question is, are you using that? Are you using who and what you are to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? How God found you, are you now found faithful in your service to him, in your service to the Lord? Because you are Christ's servant, whether you agree or not. If you're born again, if you're a child of God, you are bought with a price. This is why a lot of people intrinsically, they don't wanna believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because in their gut, in their heart, they really know the truth. He is Lord. He is owner, I am property. They know, so they don't wanna submit their life to him. When I get done living like hell, then I'll submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. When I'm done being anti-Christ, then I'll submit to the Lord Jesus. For a while, I just wanna stand in the place of God as God. I wanna be God for a while. He, Jesus is Lord. That's why in a lot of, in a lot of our history, the way a lot of God's people would greet one another, right? They would greet one another and they would make the statement, Jesus is Lord. It was a common reminder, Jesus is Lord. He's the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords. It doesn't matter what I think or how I, how I feel. My life is bought with a price, so whatever I gotta do, right? Whatever I do, I gotta do it to the glory of God. So now you're Christ's servant. So, okay, so just go back to Sunday's comments on on young adults and, and what a fruitful season that can be uh, for, for believers, why? Well, because, I mean, the Bible tells you why. Um, well, let's just read through the next verses. We'll break this down. So now concerning virgins, so we're talking about the unmarried. He says, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that hath obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. I suppose, therefore, that this is good for the present distress. I say it is good for a man so to be. It's good to be single. This is a really, and he'll explain why in just a second. It's really good to be single. Now, art thou bound into a wife? I wanna get serious about my service to the Lord, and if I could get rid of the old ball and chain, then I could really get something done for God's kingdom. No, seek not to be loosed. Okay, you, you wanna get serious about serving the Lord. Okay, he found you now, right? Your seriousness about serving the Lord is now found in this marriage relationship. Keep it and move forward in faith. Seek not to be loosed. Art thou bound or art thou, art thou loosed from a wife? Okay, if the unbelieving departed, let him depart. Okay, you're now single. Well, don't look for another wife. Well, my problem is, is okay, so I, 
you know, my wife passed away or she got mad and, and she left me, she's tired of this Jesus stuff and, and here I am on all my loathsome and, and, and Paul says don't seek a wife. And he'll explain why in a minute. My problem is, is, is I'm back up there at the beginning of the chapter. So what do I do about that? It's better to marry than to, than to burn and so that's what he says. But and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin, someone who's never been married before, if, if a virgin marry, she hath not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh. If you get married, you will have trouble in the flesh. How many know I'm preaching the gospel truth right now? How many know if you're gonna get married? Some of you are like, I am not raising my hand. My spouse is right by me. Trust me, your spouse wants to raise their hand too. There's gonna be trouble in the flesh. Some of you, you know, you've been married for a few decades and you're like, no, there's not. We are like butter, everything's good. You didn't just get married and that, I mean, there, there was some friction at some point and you had to work stuff out. That's how it works. Okay, you will have trouble in the flesh. And, and even just outside of learning how to be married, you have to take care of each other. You are not free 100% to devote all your time and attention on the Lord Jesus Christ. You have a spouse. You have to fulfill your responsibilities as a marriage partner. So you're gonna have trouble in the flesh. Paul says, but I spare you, okay? If you're single, that's the best place. But again, it's better to marry than to burn. So if you marry, you've not sinned. But here's Paul's point in all of this. You gotta keep your place in life and serve the Lord from it. Single is better for service, but, and here's what I want us to see as married, verse 29, but this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth, Andrew, could you just run on up here and just stand by me? Andrew Ong, come on up. Um, We didn't plan this, but but Andrew came dressed perfect for tonight, and so uh, we'll talk about this in a second. Come right on over here. (laughs) So, Time is short, it remaineth, that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passeth away. So, okay, what does this mean? Let's just really focus on verse 29. Uh, both they that have wives be as though they had none. Does that mean you can join a swingers club and just do it? No. What's he talking about? He's showing you, he's illustrating this. You don't let your place in life keep you from your service to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let it distract you from your service to the Lord Jesus Christ. You may be going through hell on earth, verse 30. Uh, man, the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? You can keep moving forward in faith. Man, you've got great advantage in this world. Well, you're not there for that. You're not abusing that. Why, because you recognize it's all gonna burn. Okay, so what do you have here? Okay, so he brought the illustration. One plus one equals one. The cross references is Genesis two, verse 24. They two become one flesh, uh, wedstrong. Okay, so this came out of the wedge. This is not woke communist math to try to <laughs> divorce you from, from actual biological reality. This is biblical math, okay? They too become one flesh. Okay, so the principle here is two becoming one. Now what'll happen is in a lot of Christian marriages, okay, really, that's, I just wanted them to see your shirt. If you wanna hang out for the rest of the illustration, you can. But has everybody got, everybody got the equation? 
I just want you to get the equation. In marriage, one plus one is one. Uh, that's exactly right, okay. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Okay, so. I lost my track whenever I was, I was trying to shoo Andrew. I was trying to play him off the stage. <laughs> okay, so. Be as though I don't have a wife. What does, that, what does that mean? Well, what we're doing is we're keeping our focus in ministry service, okay? So, uh, I, man, I'll just talk about my own life. My wife and I, I'm, I'm so grateful for Cheryl. Uh, she's wonderful. Uh, you know, she, I don't know if you noticed, but she's got a giant head. Like for her body, her head is too large for her body. It's just giant. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not saying it's not attractive. I've always been very attracted to her brain bucket, okay? <laughs> it's uh, always been super cute to me and, uh, uh, you know. Uh, but she's, I mean, that's where she stores all of her brains. Cheryl Miles is very smart. That is a, actually an incredibly intelligent woman. Uh, my, all my kids scored super well on their ACTs. Uh, you know, uh, one did like really well. I mean, uh, that, that's Cheryl, okay? Um, she's brilliant. She got a business degree. Her plan for her life was to be an international corporate executive. She didn't want to live in one apartment. She wanted an apartment in New York and Milan and Tokyo. That's the life that Cheryl wanted to live. That's the trajectory that she was on. And this hillbilly reeled her in. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it, took six, it took almost seven years but I got it done, y'all, okay? Uh, she's my wife. And what I told her was, okay, look, I mean, you know, if we're gonna get married, you gotta be willing to do whatever. I, we could be three babies in, and if God calls me, and we're living in a house made of dirt, with dirt for a floor and grass for a roof, uh, we gotta go. Because the only thing that matters is where Christ wants us in the mission. And can we come together to make sure that whatever comes out of our union, whatever comes out of our life, it's all gonna fall out to the glory of God. When my father got saved, he read in the Bible that, that the Hebrew people gave their firstborn to the son, or their, their firstborn to the son, their firstborn son, they give him to the Lord, right? That's the Lord's, and you can redeem him, right? You don't have to give him up, you, actually, you can actually redeem him. You can, he saw the instruction, and, he's, and so he's reading that, and he says, well, Lord, I don't think I want to buy Sam back. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, uh, I think you'd be a, 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 I mean, I'll do my best to take care of him for you while I have him, but why don't you just keep him and uh, you, you take him and use him however you want. I won't influence him in any way. You know, I won't, I won't force the trajectory of his life. I'll just make sure that that you can have your way with him. I'm not gonna interfere. I'll make sure he's healthy and I'll take care of him, but, but instead of me just giving extra money to the church or something, you know, what's that gonna look like? You know, I, instead of me trying to keep him for myself in some way, why don't you just go ahead and keep him? And uh, he's, you know, he, he, he brought this up to me the last time I went to visit him and he said, he says, you know, since then, he says, I kinda wish I'd have just gave all my kids to the Lord. And, uh, I thought, well, that's, you know, I'm, I mean, kids are all doing fine, Pop, but I mean, that's an interesting concept because that's exactly what I did. 
uh, every one of my children. That's my point to Cheryl. Look, we're gonna get married, but we have to stay single in our devotion to the Lord. Uh, We too are gonna become one flesh, one life, sold out for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that's in business, from Kansas City, New York, Milan, Paris, France, uh, uh, Tokyo, Japan, fine, you know? Uh, but but if, that's in a, if that's in a dirt hut in the middle of nowhere with grass and palm frans for a roof, uh, we're gonna do it to the glory of God. And she said, of course I would do that. Like I was a moron for even lifting up the stipulation. Well, of course we'd do that. Why wouldn't we do that? He's worthy. You know what, my wife has been with me. I've never gotten flack from my wife about any decision in ministry ever. She's always been with me 110%. She's always been with me in prayer. She's always been with me in purpose. We two are one and our, we are determined. Now, we have trouble in the flesh. We've got trouble in this world. We have to take care of one another. My wife got cancer two years ago. It was a big distraction, you know? It was also wonderful. Uh, I wouldn't wish it ever on her, but um, every trial has only brought us closer together. And every issue that's come up that we've had to work through has only outfitted us, outfitted us that much more to work in the lives of people for the glory of God. At the end of the day, you have to set your want to, to God your first. Two, become one, and Paul's whole point is you better Act like the singles. (laughs) You better live like the singles because you don't have time to waste the entirety of your marital life on marriage drama. The time time is short, so we gotta live that way. Focus not on the life that we can get for ourselves in the world, but using who you are, the place that you're in, what you buy, your place, what you have in this world, not for selfish gain, And again, God's gonna bless many of you with the ability to to earn much. Use it all to the glory of God. Using it all, not for selfishness, that's abuse, right? That's abusing this world, but kept in proper perspective. Look at verse 32, he says, I would have you without carefulness. Brian, can you come up and close this out in worship? And we'll wrap this up. But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please to the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There's a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord. So she's very fruitful. That she may be holy both in body and spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak to your own prophet, that I may cast not that I may cast a snare upon you, but, the, but for that which is comely, that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. That's the goal. Marrieds, time is short. It ought to, we ought to live marrieds like we're single. Single to the Lord, single in service to the Lord. Let's keep that equation, right? One plus one equals one. Not just one flesh, but one focus in our service to the Lord. And then when that happens, now all of a sudden everything changes. Now you're making time for other married couples that you know need the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you're inviting them over to, to dinner and you're building a relationship with them. Why? Why? In those relationships, you're chumming the water. You're trusting the Lord for an open door. And uh, you've got your friends praying for this other couple that you're ministering to the things that you're doing, the job positions that you're taking, you're making sure that they give you capacity and latitude 
to maximize your ability in ministry? How is your marriage falling out to the glory of God? How are you using it, knowing that time is short, knowing that we'll all be standing before the judgment seat of Christ tomorrow, how are you using it to the glory of God? Yes, you're gonna get slowed down. You're carrying, you know, I used to be really fast. When I was, when I was a kid, man, I, was, I, was, I, could, I could run. Well, I'm packing a few extra pounds, and it slowed me down. Not so much that I can't beat Will in a race, but it slowed me down. And, uh, and, and so that's, you know, wife, kids, and responsibility, you're gonna, but you know, a little is a lot with the Lord. I've seen so many people who are so profitable, so fervent, so fruitful in ministry as young singles, they get married, and then they lose themselves in their marriage and the life they can get for themselves in the world, and they end up just abusing the place that God found them, wasting it on pursuing a life for themselves. With God, it's not a zero sum, it's not a zero sum game. With God, you can have cake and eat it too, okay? Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the things that you need in this world, whatever the fashion of the world you have to have access to to get by, well, he'll provide that, amen? Father, would you bless my brothers and sisters with wisdom from on high? Lord, we wanna use our life, our marriages, our relationships, our singleness. Lord, we wanna use it all for your glory. You're worthy. Help us to remember the time is short and we need to live like we're all single in our devotion to you. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.